Hey guys, Oz here. So this is my new EVE Online show called The Oz Tank. It's loosely based on the Shark Tank concept, so players pitch ideas to me and other EVE trillionaires and we decide whether to fund a project or not. I'm really excited about this. The show turned out great. Tune in next time. We're going to do the same thing again in four weeks uh, on Twitch. You can also watch the video version of this on YouTube as always on uh, youtube.com slash ozeve and I hope you guys enjoy the show as much as I did. If you enjoy my content on any platform then please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash ozeve. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Yes, it's uh, it's finally Oz Tank Day. Mike, check, Mike, check. That's right. Um, I've been waiting for this quite a while. Uh, I think I think from from inception of this idea to uh, uh, to today, uh, we had about uh, maybe maybe two or three months. I think it was uh, quite quite quick though for for how far we've come. So. Um, I, uh, you know, don't worry for those of you that have no idea what's going on. I'm going to go over the show format in a second here and, uh, and why we're doing all this. Uh, we have a bunch of guests today. We have an investor panel. We have candidates who, who are going to be pitching ideas. Uh, overall, it's going to be um, hopefully uh, very, very fun, very entertaining. And we're hopefully going to give away a whole bunch of ISK today. So before I introduce the investor panel and I get them in here, uh, I wanted to say a little bit about the uh, the the background of 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 how how this whole thing uh, came about the Oz tank. So we've been chatting for a few months uh, with uh, amongst Eve trillionaires, as 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 you do, right? As as you do in in, in back channels, um, because of what I do, because of my stream, because of the interviews I do, I get to uh, talk to people that just uh, end up trading to a lot of ISK or have a lot of ISK for, for various reasons. And I, um, I, I came, we, we, we identified the same challenge that we were all uh, facing. And that is most of us play the game. And I'm, I'm speaking for myself here, but I've heard others say this. Most of us play the game to see those numbers go up. At least the traders do. A lot of the traders play the game with the end game objective of seeing the numbers go up, which has the big quote unquote challenge that your numbers go up and you end up just sitting on a pile of cash and um, uh, and and not not knowing what to do with it. At least um, that is in that is it in my case. And that is uh, something that I've, I've said on my stream uh, a lot of times. And that's where people also challenged me and said, Hey, Oz, you're sitting on all this money. Why don't you do something with it? And that's exactly what we're going to do uh, today. And that is, uh, we're going to do something with it, all right? Um, we figured the best way that we could uh, invest this money back into the EVE economy, into the community, would be to have a contest where anyone can submit an idea. Uh, and this idea doesn't need to be the best business idea. It doesn't need to have an ROI, 
right? This idea can be just a good service to the community, or it can be something that is a quality of life improvement uh, for Eve, or it's something that creates a lot of content in Eve, something that cre creates destruction, production, all of the great things that we like to see uh, in Eve Online. And we, we did an open call for um, uh, an open call for ideas and we received more than 30 ideas for the first episode which is awesome we whittled that down to five and so today we're going to have five candidates pitching ideas anywhere from 10 billion or even less to 100 billion so it's it's a it's a wide range and together we're going to decide who is going to receive an investment for their idea and who isn't we're going to we're going to do a bunch of polls as well on the side and uh, uh, and you guys get to get to voice your opinions as well. So we'll uh, we'll do our best to incorporate uh, what uh, uh, what you guys are thinking uh, into our decision process. But um, uh, yeah, I, and let me just reiterate the ROI, right? The ROI is uh, not required. So you do not need to uh, make a, uh, to present an idea that makes a, a return. It's not. This is not necessarily about making money. Uh, it's about in, investing money back into the community. And before you say, oh, you know, somebody could just take your hundred billion and run. Yes, absolutely. And that's the beauty about Eve. You know, uh, I, I for one, uh, don't care. Uh, I don't think anyone will. Uh, if they do, it's also great content. But I think the candidates that are coming here, that are presenting their idea, they are serious about the uh, the the idea. Uh, and you know, if you if you feel like you've got to take a uh, hundred billion and run away with it, um, then uh, then uh, you know, let's see if that if, let's see if that happens. Uh, but uh, uh, I you know I, I stand on the side of good and uh, and I keep my my faith into this 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 community until it until until it goes wrong. All right, having said that, I'm not alone, right? I originally, I had intended to do this, right? Um, I had intended to do this alone, but uh, as soon as I shared the idea into the community, into the stream, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people uh, uh, showed up that I talked to before that said, hey, this sounds great. Uh, I want to invest as well. So um, I, I, I have various um, uh, investors that you, that you see their names on the top right there, on the top right there. And you've also uh, seen uh, almost all of them on my show in, in an interview uh, at, at one point or another because they um, they are trillionaires, or they're they're doing uh, interesting things in the trading world of uh, of Eve Online. And so, um, without further ado, let me introduce our investor panel for today. And I'm going to go from from top to bottom, as as Discord is showing us here on the on the top left. So, uh, on the top we have we have Croda. So Croda is um, he's he's taken the way from zero to a trillion twice, if I uh, remember correctly, he his latest run. Um, he, uh, he started in 2020, I think, and he's now up to 1.2 trillion. He chronicles his trading in a blog called Markets for ISK. So you can follow his strategies and everything. So uh, really excited to have uh, Croda here. Croda, how are you, my man? I'm good. Thank you. You've literally done my introduction. So there's, there's nothing more I can add. <laughs> so um, let me let me ask you a say... question, though. Yeah, let me ask you the question then, though. Uh, you know, tell me why are you excited to be here on the show? 
Well, I mean, the you know, the trouble is, what what was the aim after getting one trillion? What was the aim after getting one trillion? Well, it was to get another trillion, and that was going to get very boring. So, you know, I make fifty to eighty billion profit a month after Plex, all costs, etc. So, I've taken the view, you know, most of that should be given away one way or the other, and this is a great place to start, I think. Nice, perfect. So, welcome, uh, Crota. Next up, we have uh, Eden Trade. Eden Trade is, uh, uh, is, is, I think is, he's well known in the EVE community, especially in the old days if you, um, uh, if you followed uh, any, any of the leaderboards of, uh, of highest trades a day and highest trade profits a day, Eden Trade was, was always on there. Uh, he is, uh, I think he supplies somewhere between 15 to 20 uh, market hubs. Um, so he, you know, he, he has a huge logistical operation. He has a huge, um, uh, probably t uh, thousands or tens of thousands of orders out there. And apparently the margins he's making are not bad at all because he's also an, an, an EVE trillionaire. So Eden Trade, welcome to the show. Uh, can you hear me? We can hear you well, yes. Oh my God, I fixed my audio at the last second. Hello. I can make you a little louder here. I think you're 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 not as loud as Crota is. So uh, say something. Okay. Yeah, you can hear me now. I just got to speak up. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, welcome okay. and uh, and uh, Eden Trade. Um, uh, what? Uh, why are you here today? Why 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 do you want to give away some of your money? Uh, I don't know. I'm bored. I guess that's about that's about it. I like to do something at least for the community. All right. Perfect. Um, then the the third and last uh, guest who is going to be an investor besides me today is uh, is Golden CEO and uh, Golden CEO he you ha he hasn't been on 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 an interview um, uh, on on my show. Uh, the only the only real interaction I had with Golden CEO besides talking to him on, in our community is that uh, I made a trade a, a few months ago, Golden, where I bought. I think 500 billion in skill extractors from you at 330 million. And uh, just to remind everyone, skill extractors are now at 430 million. So you would think, hey, I, you know, I, I made the trade of my life, but somehow Golden even made more out of that whole operation than I, I did. So uh, uh, hats off to you, Golden, and welcome uh, to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. Very cool. And uh, uh, what what made you decide to uh, come on the show and give away some of your money? Uh, similar to the others, really. Eh? It just sounds like plain old good fun. Uh, but also, I, throughout my EVE career, has kind of tried to help new players as kind of a focus. Uh, I ran a group which was focused on uh, helping new players get their start. And this, I think, is an absolutely excellent way to use some ISK for the, well, the betterment of uh, others rather than just letting it sit in a wallet. So nice all right now you have all uh, met our investor panel um so the four of us are going to um now listen to five candidates pitch their ideas these candidates they were selected as i said from over 30 ideas we had an upvote 
system on our Discord server where the community could select some of these ideas. We did put some editor's choice on top of uh, that. So we didn't just take the most upvoted ones because we wanted to have a little bit diversity into it. In it. We also wanted uh, this to be quite entertaining. So I, you know, we picked some, uh, some maybe more entertaining ideas than others. Um, if you all uh, today are watching this and say, hey, I have an even better idea, then of course we're going to have for episode two, we're going to open up the idea submission soon here again, and then you can do exactly the, the same. So having said all this, today the, the production behind this whole thing is a lot more complicated than it usually is because I have a panel of investors, I have guests and everything. So let's hope all of this works, but this, some of this might take a little bit of time, so, so, so bear with me. The first guest that we have pitching today uh, is actually not, not unknown in, in, the, in the EVE streamer universe. So um, uh, his name is Mifune Sword God. Right uh, now, let me see if I can get his his face onto my live stream. Let's see here. We have Mifune in Discord already, so Mifune, you can at least say something already. I know that. Hi there. Perfect. How's it going? Perfect. And now I just have to um, do this, and then I think we can see you. Perfect. Wonderful. There you are on 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 live stream. So. Um, Mifone, um, you're going to have uh, five to ten minutes to introduce uh, yourself, uh, your idea to the uh, to the panel of investors, and then after that, we're going to grill you a little bit, uh, ask you some questions, um, and uh, uh, and and hopefully in the end uh, find an investor for you, or we all beat each other up over um, uh, who gets to invest in your brilliant idea. So, your idea is titled c5 living uh, at least that's what my notes say here so um yes. tell us what's what's your idea so i want you guys to think back a little bit and this is a great transition right after golden's little spit uh, little speech when you guys think of newbie groups i'm sure that we all here in the panel can name a lot of them from brave newbies karma fleet university eve uni uh ascendance rising tons there's so many different newbie groups that you can think of and i want you to now i want to ask you this and have you guys think about this what newbie groups can you name that actually do wormhole space there's not many at least not as much as a bunch of the other groups brave has there's a newbie, kitchen newbie there's space. kitchen sinkhole there's spoopy yeah. newbies right yeah. the commonality between a lot of these wormhole newbie groups is that they live in very low class wormholes right so the majority of them live out of the c1 through c3 possibly c4 space right a lot of them live in these low class wormholes and for people who do not know wormholes that well low class wormholes means a lot less income and sometimes especially in the c1 to c2 space those wormholes are making as much money as maybe a level three mission runner right and that's that's if that's one person doing all of the different ratting sites all all the time um and the c3 is kind of like okay but when you start looking at the high class wormholes the c5s the c6s of the universe you you hear about the big players you know you hear about laser hawks hole control turbo feed uh, all these big groups here and when you look at those groups 
unlike the NoSec big groups, Wormhole Space High Class does not have feeder corps, so to say, right? There, there is no entry barrier for new players into high class wormhole living. Uh, and a lot of that is because of complications with the mechanics of wormhole space and especially high class. For example, your average your average big C6 wormhole group is going to require anywhere between 20 and 40 million SP just to get in. And even when you just get in with that, you're still barely living off of what that kind of space has to offer. So one of the things that I've been wanting to do for a while since I moved out of Null Second into Wormhole Space was that I wanted to build my own corp completely in this high-class living space for newbies. And it's a massive undertaking because it is so difficult to do. You know, you have to be very peculiar in the ships that they rat in. You have to be very peculiar in the ships that are flying in PvP because no newbie is going to be able to afford, uh, you know, Pith A shield hardeners and everything uh, when they first start start coming out. So, in combination with my alliance Turbo Feeder Glory, I want to build a corp that is focused on newbies between an SP of five to ten million and work with them in groups large numbers, smaller ships to make up for the expensive seven bill paladins everybody else is riding in, you know, that kind of thing. So at the moment I have, uh, at the moment we, I have skill plans in line to get them into basic PVP ships and a couple of PVE ships that I haven't fully tested yet. I'm still in the middle of that. Right. Uh, I have help from my Alliance, which is helping me take care of the IT side of things from alliance off to everything like that so that so that that stuff can be taken care of and I can fo and I can focus on bringing newbies in to an experience that they may n have never had before in Eve you know especially during that early stage of development of a new Eve player you have CCP's new player experience pushing these newbies towards scanning Right? When you ask any new Eve player of the past eight months, what do you do after you finish the air career? Oh, I have a Heron. I've been scanning. I've been venturing into C1 wormholes. Right? But no group out there is capitalizing on that newbie effort to draw them into that gameplay style that they think they might enjoy. So that's kind of the. Must resist the urge to shoot your old court mate beyond yes. So we'll um, that. that's the idea. Yeah, perfect. No, perfect. Uh, can you um, one one question before we we go into the discussion, and that is, do you have an idea of how much isk you need at which at which point in time? Like, what do you need at minimum to start with, and then what do you foresee in the future? Um, maybe even as income, because we all know that uh, twenty trillion. Uh, blue loot comes out of C5, C6 wormholes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So our our initial startup cost that I'm looking at is somewhere in the 20 to 40 billion area. And that is simply to get our structure down, um, to start the corp, uh, all of that. A little bit of that's going to go towards recruitment. Um, things like recruitment ads. Uh, I am going to be paying a couple of other Eve players that do graphic design work, and I'm going to be paying them an ISK for some of their design work for recruitment ads and corp designs, stuff like that. 
Uh, so that's a lot of it. And then any money after that, after that initial small startup cost, a lot of that money is going to be going into helping the newbies that do join. You know, somebody who's brand new, who is maybe only uh, a week away from their first battleship. Okay, he- cool. Here's the money to go buy yourself a quick skill injector to do that. You know, kind of helping them out. Building an inventory too is another one of our early goals that we want to do with some startup isk. Stocking worm uh, wormhole logistics is very difficult. So having ships that I can seed into that Astro House is going to help newbies a lot to where I can say, you know, it's okay. We got everything here on contract. Just get a shuttle and go towards the entrance. It's in this system, right? Instead of having them have to spend four or five days bringing their own stuff in, all of it's just here and they can leave what they had in high sec. So that's where the majority of the ISK is going to go to the, to the structures, to the seating, uh, and anything after that would basically be recruitment stuff and helping newbies push their limits to new things. And at what point would you think that you, you're actually, you know, self, self-sufficient, like how, like, do you have an estimate? And I, I don't need like a, you know, after 57 and a half days, you know, is it like, does it take a few weeks? Does it take months? Does it take years to be self-sufficient? Um, so in wormhole space, it's a lot easier to be self-sufficient, uh, self-sufficient because of, you know, like you said, the blue loot is fucking ridiculous out mm-hmm. here. Um, <laughs> and so hopefully we're hoping that if I can get enough people interested and invested into the corp, we're, we're looking at only about two to three months before we are fully self-sufficient on our own. And that's just because we are, the, the whole idea is that the doctrines that we'd be flying, like Praxis, Praxi and Drake navies and stuff like that, you know, those can accomplish the C5 writing sites and stuff like that but they need to be done in groups, right? Yeah. So once once I have 10 people on a ping, then that's that's cool. Everybody's walking out with a couple hundred mil at the end of the night, right? So once once we get the bodies in there and the invested people in there, the the self-sufficiency is going to come very very quickly. Very cool. Uh and one last question before I then open it up to the investor panel, um you know, protection I you know, you I know you're flying with uh, with with Turbofeed and Mark Resurrectors, um, but you know, is that is that your protection plan? I mean, you know, how, how do you how do you protect against laser hawks and and friends? Well, see, the that's the fun thing about C five C six living these days is that a lot of times it it it's not like your normal Eve combat. And I and I hate to say that it's weird in this at in this aspect, but everybody kind of has a respect for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if if laser hawks were to Bushido. roll into the yeah right, if if they if they were to bushido right into our freaking hole, they they're not just coming in with fifty dudes ready to rock and roll. They will straight up go into a back channel and be like, "Hey, we're looking for a fight. You want to form, right?" That kind of thing. It's not. It's not so much uh, the the only kind of protection that we would need is that if we were solo, if we were separated from Turbo and went and went alone, uh, that becomes much more of a danger because we're not just competing with your casual, friendly other big group. You're combating the 
dude who wants to multi-box 10 marauders and wants to invade your c5 because it's easy for him to make it into a farm hole or this other guy out here who has his own corp of 12 people that love to dip their toes in the wormhole right it's uh it's very it's a very interesting space because it's almost completely separated in the way that people live in wormhole space most of your high class people are classy to each other mm-hmm. and most of your lower end wormhole space is, is more chaotic and hey we're getting evicted like every other week okay cool so investors um open open to any any questions uh, you might have i have i have a bunch from from chat here thanks um thanks mods for sending them to me but uh, uh I, i'll open it up to investors first so Can I ask first yeah go go Crota. Uh, just two two really quick questions. One's almost been answered, but is this a, a content or an ROI sort of venture? In other words, will, will the investors get some money back or not? I mean, either answer is fine. And then the second question is, how would you define failure and sort of, you know, give up and wrap it all up and say this this isn't working? So that that's one of the big fears is that I, I really do want to do a ROI if it means getting you guys to help a little bit more with that the fear in the roi there is that like i said something like this really hasn't been done in wormhole space and when it has been done has failed miserably not because of the uh not 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 because of uh, uh of the organization that was handling it or anything like that most of the time when people try something like this it ends up failing due to lack of patience um, you have directors and stuff that have been playing in wormhole space for years that, you know, when a newbie comes in and they're like, oh yeah, I've only got five mil SP, then most of your dedicated wormholers are going to be like, what the fuck, go back to high sec, right? So that that's where I hope to succeed where others have failed uh, because I've worked with the newbies for many, many years back when I was with goons, back when I was in Pravi block, I've worked with newbies all the time. So I feel like I can bring that level of patience when it comes to asking the dumbest questions possible. Uh, so I hope to succeed in that aspect where others have failed. That's the big fear with ROI though, is because if it does end up failing for one reason or another, then it's really hard for me to get you back. <laughs> and then I'm going to feel inde- so indebted to you that I wouldn't, my anxiety would go nuts. Um, so I, I wish it could be an ROI, but I'm very, very feel fearful to make it an ROI myself. Not that I have a, a lack of faith in my own concept, but because if, if this ends up, you know, coming to back to bite me, it's going to end up biting you too. If, if it becomes to that. So I'm hoping to lean more towards the content side. Good answer. So um, Mifuna, you, you're, you're going to have to answer the, the, the goon flag question in the, in the chat at some point. That's the first question I asked you as well earlier. But <laughs> before we do that, uh, let's go to Golden because he had a question. Yeah, so um, my question was around staffing, um, just because as someone who's helped run a newbie focus group, one of the most important things is having more experienced players online and available to offer guidance and advice, um, as well as just sort of morale and motivation generally. Um, Is this something that you're planning to initially start off with just yourself, or are there other people involved, ideally in different time zones, that would be able to help, Um, just because... Otherwise, I, the main issue I can see is new players joining, getting set up, 
and then uh you know at the times that they're on not being able to get the advice and guidance that they need and either getting frustrated or just uh, not getting the most out of it right so we do have a couple people in turbo that are willing to help with 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 the thing uh with the core concept the fun part is is that most likely because of wormhole mechanics the corp will have to start out within the alliance's main wormhole in the c5 and and kind of branching out from there during the chain process and you know whereas most regular alliance members will go make their money in the in the static we might be two or three jumps down the chain for our activities uh but still living in the main hole and that comes with its with its own advantages um it comes with a really good advantage when it comes to help like that because not only are they sitting around chatting around the same stuff with the uh uh hanging out with the main court members they are also uh they're also getting to participate in all the things that the main corp does so our main our main corp and our main alliance we go out rage rolling and pvping almost three to four times a week and our newbies are going to get to go and join in on that even with their own newbie ships right while still being restricted to certain OPSEC things here and there to keep them sort of separated from the main corp, they're still going to have those opportunities to join in with activities with the main corp, which uh, we, in addition to having two or three directors helping out with the corp focus itself. Okay. Uh, but the main thing is that there are some people, they'll, they'll have access to yes. uh, busier comms where they can ask questions and that kind of thing. Exactly. Awesome. So before uh, I answer the Goonflag question, why do you have a Goonswarm? Yeah. Behind you? Okay, so I had been a member of Goonswarm for eight years. Uh, I was in Goons from the time that I was a wee little teenager all the way till my twenty-second birthday, roughly, is when I left Goons. So Goons have a special place in my heart. It's just after playing Nullsec for so many years, uh, I only ever played Nullsec. The day I started Eve, my first day in Eve, I went straight down to Probi Block, right? I didn't even explore high sec. I didn't even explore wormholes or low sec, nothing, because I'm a generational player. My dad played Eve since 2003, and I played with him since 2016. So it's just been a straight... I, I've been null sec my whole life. And so when I finally branched out into wormholes, it's just it's a part of my history I can never let go. Great answer. No, love it. And great story with your dad. That's cool. Um, uh, any other questions from the investors? I have a few more from chat, but then we'll, we we got to move on to the decision. Uh, investors, yeah, any more questions? I got a one. Uh, like, how big's your organization now? Like, the, the current, I mean, just player count. So the current player count of TurboFeed is around 250 active players. And then are you going to like take alpha characters or just omega? Uh, so we're looking, we're looking, the newbie corp is looking for a minimum of five mil SP with at least the ability to do, to fly T1 cruisers, if not a little bit more than T1 cruisers. Um, that's kind of what we're looking for for the newbie corp. That way they're not just station spinning for their first two weeks, waiting to get into their first Vexer. And then, uh, uh what what like structures are you gonna put down like ship doctrines? Do you have any of that planned? 
Yes, so we are going to be putting down an Astro House in the main turbo hole that's going to have different permissions. Uh, most like full turbo feed members have access to corp hangers and gunning rights to the station and stuff like that. So we want to keep that separated with the newbie corp. Uh, some things like that. So the newbie corp will have its own Astro House on grid with the main fort. Uh, and then as far as doctrines for PVP, we have all of the newbies running multi-tanked uh, support ships, uh, especially E-War, from your Mollusks to your Kitsunes uh, to your Kobops frigates, um, support jackdaws to kill dictors, you know, st small stuff like that for PVP. And then as far as PvE goes, we're looking at Drake Navy's Praxi um, and then skill plans to bring them up to the standard wormhole living, like scanning skills, paladins, all that stuff. So while they are learning and joining in the newbie group, they will also be actively training to go join the main corp with the bigger doctrines. Last question. You said 20 to 40 billion. Like, that's a big gap. I mean, that's like 20 billion more for what you're asking for. Can you explain that gap? Uh, so going from 20 to 40 is really just because I haven't decided how much I can seed into that, right? This is the first time I am running a corp. Um, so stuff like the fuel costs for the Astra House, the ships I want to seed, just somewhere in between 20 to 40, I'd be totally happy with... 20 to 25, 40 is more like in your extreme case of you want to be that generous, but comfortably 20 to 25. That, that brings up another good question that I think we need to talk about. And that in, in, in chat, somebody also said, you know, so, so what, Turbo Feed is already like a newbie friendly uh, group or a rather newbie friendly uh, group how is how is this different and why don't they just fund you with all their um blue loot trillions <laughs> and i know because so, mark, mark always says he's poor but yeah. <laughs> mark is poor i'm not gonna lie the man is poor i've seen his isk wallet um the 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 thing is is that with turbo feed turbo feed the while they are very newbie-ish friendly than other corps out there um Things like Turbo, for example, you have to have 20 million SP minimum. Mm -hmm. In addition to that 20, SP, 20 million SP minimum, you also have to be able to fly at least two Doctrine ships. And when our Doctrines are literally six ships, being Lashaks, Nesters, Paladins, uh, Absolutions, right? When, when you have somebody who is two or three months into the game, they're not going to have the ISK nor the skills to be able to effectively fly something like a fully blinged out six billion isk shack, mm -hmm. you know? And for that reason, the turbo dudes would reject them from corp, you know, even though they're, they're new and we, we don't have any grievance against them being new. It's just that they didn't, they don't meet that hard line requirement that the corp needs. Right. Whereas with my newbie corp, I want to take that a step down from that and accept the people that only have, six seven mil sp that are more precisely trained into something like a jackdaw rather than a paladin right i i really want to take those newer people and especially hopefully get them engaged within the high class 
you know, the real wormhole experience, if you want to put that in quotes, mm-hmm. without scaring them into something they're not ready for. So are, are you going to be then, uh, in the beginning, sharing a hole with, um, with TurboFeed and then yeah. looking, to, looking to branch out later when, 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 when you're there or not branch out at all to your own hole? So we've thought about branching out into our own hole, and it's something that we've definitely looked at as a major possibility. Um, the biggest challenge with that is that, you know, I love Mark. I love Turbo. They're great dudes. And I want to be uh, allied with them, if not living with them, right? Mm-hmm. I still want to be partnered with them, even if we even if we move to a different hole. Uh, the complication with that does become finding your own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If we, you know, in the in the far, far future, if the corp's mega successful, then yes. Definitely, you know, my corp aspirations would go ridiculously high and be like, let's move to our own C5 and kick ass, right? Uh, but that that is something that is way farther down the line than I'm looking at right now. Okay. You know, that that's more of a in-six-month question than right now question and and then uh my my last question then and then i think we can move to a decision so um you're you would look and train people to specifically then also make money from the hole right is there enough like is there enough sites is there enough uh, gas whatever activity there is besides the obvious uh, pvp that you are going to go for and train people in is there enough there to share in the hole with them? Yeah, so here's the fun thing about wormhole space and static holes, right? The majority of actual wormhole groups barely crab in their own in their own home hole, right? Uh, like for a for a very long time in Turbofeed, for example, which is a huge example of this, um, we did not run our own home sites. Mark would actually run those home sites alone with one or two of the directors in dreads once a week. And all of that blue loot went straight towards the SRP cost right. of, of, of the corp. Right. That's we, we, we don't do <laughs> Mark's poor because he doesn't like to crab. He hates it, but, <laughs> but that that's the nice thing right when when me as a regular old full line member who's been playing this game for years when i want to make money i roll the static hole and i go down the chain and i crab in somebody else's home who's offline right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. right and that's what you do so that's what that's what we plan to do is to is to continue that roaching style of making money and like i said earlier as the main corp normally goes into the static and crabs there I hope to bring the newbies two or three jumps out of that and and crab in the subsequent C5. Okay, then. I think um, that's enough. Unless, uh, investors, any any last-minute very important questions? One sort of last-minute, fairly fairly important, I think, question is, can you give a brief overview slash breakdown of what that 20 to 40 billion is going to be going towards? Yes. So it's going to be going towards paying for the Astro House, the fuel, like I said, this is my first time running a corpse, so uh, I've been looking into it, but I still haven't found out if there's some kind of in-game ISK sync for starting your own corp and stuff like that. Um, it's going to go towards seeding the Astro House with all the stuff that the newbies could possibly need. 
some of it's going to go to advertising and recruitment, getting the word out there that we exist and that we're here for people, uh, and as well as possibly with any leftover money with that, the buying of skill injectors as handout rewards to newbies so that they can advance. Good. All right. So I think um, we're ready to make a decision. Um, I didn't mention this in the beginning, but every um, every idea that does get funded, um, we've we've asked the candidates to uh, chronicle their, you know, their their journey. Um, so you know, we we if we do fund you, then uh, it'd be great to see some some videos, a blog, um, you know, some interviews in our stream, whatever, to kind of uh, follow along because we like to see where the where the money is going. So. Um, I would say <clears throat> the way we'll do is I'll go uh, top down to the investors and we just say uh, yes or no. By the way, uh, Mifune, we asked chat. Chat said 82% said yes, fund this idea. So um, you you convinced chat at least. Um, that That's already good. And if we then, uh, if we have more than one investor, then I think uh, the investors will uh, discuss after the show um, how we how will how we'll split it up just just to not extend that discussion any further. So I'll um, I'll start. Hey, this is the first idea. Uh, I I I like the way you presented it. Um, I I I believe in your in your dream. I think it's I think it's uh, I, I can feel that you really want this. Um, I know some of the people you fly with, uh, so for me it's a it's a clear yes. Croda. Yep. I'm in. Do you want do you want to say how much I'd be in for, or, or just just sure. yes? Sure, sure. How much you'd be in for? I would, I mean, I'd, I would I'd cover be in anything. For, I mean, I'd be in for ten billion, and if necessary, I'm willing to take it up to the full twenty, and I'll probably start a new account and join. <laughs> uh, ex exactly. Well, I was well, going to well, say, well, can well, I can well, I name well, the core? Well. Just kidding. We we're we're very tied on names. It's a touchy subject between me and Mark trying to pick a name, because Mark Mark always loves to meme names his corpse. Like we we have Conoco's child support payments as an alt corp. So I, I that that could be a that 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 could be where you're going to lose one some of the investors. But that that's where it's good to have backups. Uh, Eden Eden trade. Uh yes, but with like milestone payments and as needed. Uh, for the S, just because I see this as a long-term thing, not like it's going to happen in you know one month. Okay, that's a yes, but golden. Yep, same for me. I think it's a great idea. I like it more than happy to put some ISK behind it. I think it would be good to do it as uh, milestone stuff so that we can sort of see how things are progressing and what it's going towards. Uh, but yeah, definitely yes. Nice, uh, Mifune. I would. I I'll I'll say you you have your corp. Um, You'll 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 definitely have enough. Uh, we'll have some some discussions on the details later. But uh, thanks thanks so much for stopping by, and uh, can't wait to see what you do with the corp. And uh, I think Crota and I will both join. Awesome! Can't wait to show you dudes wormhole space. It's great. Cool. All right. Uh, thanks, Mifune, and uh, we'll get the next uh, person uh, in here. Let's see if I can get this uh, this transition going here. There we go. Awesome. That was good. L love it. Um, all right, we'll get Mifune out here. The next guy we have, I think, is Faruzan. Let me see, Faruzan. Um, Faruzan, can you hear us? Paging Dr. Faruzan. We wrapped up too quickly. Say something. Can we come hello? back to him? 
yeah we'll probably go get, get back to my head I have, to, I have to find someone else uh let's see here um let's see if uh if if tony is there already tony are you there tony are you there This is episode one. This is episode one. <laughs> it's all going smooth. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, we have we have somebody else here in the lobby. I don't know. Uh... It's like, have you ever heard the stories of the people who won the lottery but then didn't claim their ticket? <laughs> yeah. This is what th th this is this is how that happens. Well, Tony uh, to Tony's uh, Tony is in a in a very late um, the time zone. He already said so. Uh, that's you know. Um, oh, okay. All right. So you're here. All right, Jiang. Um, you are um, Peruzen, is that right? Jiang, we have you live. No. All right. Next time. Next time, I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to. Uh, I've kicked, I've, I've, I've kicked my own. I've kicked my own. Now my own self up <laughs> all right here we go um so do we have uh, do we have tony there or frozen who, who wants to go next i'm here ready to go perfect tony tony is our candidate uh number two and tony you have a presentation to share and so i'm going to actually flip the scene here and uh we're going to turn on this so we can see you hello tony we can see you and now we're also going to be able to see your presentation beautiful this is going this is this is going well there's a powerpoint um uh it can't it can't can't go any better than this um tony um we have you in here as uh, recycling for fun and profit tell us what this is all about Great. So this proposal is to demonstrate whether or not uh, recycling space junk and EVE is uh, commercially viable. Uh, the key problem statement that we want to address with this is the fact that uh, for years and years, uh, dead caustics have been building up throughout the universe. Uh, this takes up anchoring locations. It makes it look like space is just full of the ghosts of dead corpse. It's not a good look for EVE Online. It's something that folks have complained about quite a bit. We think there's a possibility to have a commercially viable program to go out there and take care of this. And I'm gonna step you through the idea. So the initiative here is to take this money and buy uh, two squads of Lashaks. Uh, we'll go hunting through wormhole space and whenever we find a viable candidate uh, for recycling, uh, go in, take out that pause, scoop the modules, and then uh, I'll present you with some revenue opportunities for that uh, throughout the presentation. So I'm gonna give you three examples of potential targets that are really the, the fuel for this idea. This first one is one that would be a yes, this particular uh, pause here. This is obviously a small tower with some juicy faction modules uh, connected to it. To drill into it, you look and see that this is absolutely dead corporation here has not been doing anything with it for uh, over a year now. 
Um, we've got a, a goodly set of modules that are hanging on to that small tower. And when you do a commercial analysis of how much ISK is tied up in that space junk, this is what you get. Um, depending on your market rates, uh, obviously the, there can be some, some real swings there, but for those who are patient and work their arbitrage and post the right modules in the right stations, you can get a pretty high uh, percentage of this uh, potential value recovered back as ISK. So this would be kind of the, the ideal target for the initiative that we're talking about. Maybe would be where the corp has been completely dead since 2014. Um, it's a large tower. The modules are, have a little bit less of a financial recoverability there. So the risk rate of return for uh, fielding the, the recovery fleet to bring this stuff back in and recycle it is, is a bit more iffy. Uh, we may or may not uh, take on this type of dead pause. Uh, a clear example of what we're not talking about is not pause bashing active player groups. Um, whereas at first glance, this control tower might look like it would be a good candidate for recycling uh, and actually checking out the system. This is really more like a, a backup staging location for this corp that's actively operating out of an, an asteroid. So you know, this would not be the type of activity that we can on. We're not looking to bash active players. We're looking to clean up dead sticks. <clears throat> so basically, we want to turn the Lashak into a garbage scow. Uh, give us enough money to form these squads, uh, go out there, identify these truly dead uh, locations where there's commercially viable space junk, we'll recycle it, and then uh, turn that into a, a revenue model. In order to, to drill into whether or not this makes any financial sense, we've given you some financial uh, projections here. Um, obviously, in the left-hand corner is a, a lowball estimate on the viability of the modules from uh, the best case uh, that I showed at the, the beginning of the three. Um, obviously, uh, things out in, in New Eden are uh, highly random, so we put in uh, randomization to each one of those uh, baselines, giving a, a true estimated value. Uh, we're projecting locating between two and four good targets per month for recycling which gives a monthly total and a cumulative. So depending on the degree of uh, randomization seen in target selection and the efficiency of operations, the break-even point for the 10 billion investment should be somewhere between months 10 and 12 for this project, which then brings us to this, uh, this summary. The monthly growth rate for this investment would be 2.73%. The CAGR would be about 38.13. And just as a kind of wrap up of what this particular uh, one of the Monte Carlo simulations would look like, you'd have a standard deviation in these numbers of about 30% expected. So with that uh, incoming revenue, what's the business proposition for you folks as investors? What kind of impact do you want to see? Uh, we've identified three potential channels uh, for uh, allocation of percentage of the, the revenue generated. It could be between zero to 100 of any of these three options, obviously. Uh, in the first option, this would just be direct new grow subsidization. We would take the uh, ISK uh, from sales of the modules and just flat out give it to EVUNI, to Magic School Bus, uh, those folks that are really out there in New Eden getting, trying to solve the new, new grow problem and, and really making a difference in, the, in, in making the universe more, more vibrant and, and growing more. Uh, second option, we can package these modules and give them away as like little cost starter kits. So you know, new corporations could be going out there uh, and uh, and getting their footholds in space and, and trying some stuff out in you know, any of the places you could ask, anchor a pause or, or look to grow the community. 
the third option is the underpants gnomes option, and this is where the, the, the profit actually comes back to you guys. Um, if you want to have uh, the module sold and, and the ISK returned in a just plastic revenue stream, um, that's obviously perfectly viable too, or, or any mix of, this, of the three. So in summary, the, the problem statement is that resource out there of these dead pauses with abandoned modules and no players behind them. Uh, we think that this can be turned into revenue, uh, and we want the chance to prove whether or not this has business value. Uh, on the one hand, there's obviously doing this for, for OzTank and, and uh, generating revenue and return for you folks as investors. But additionally, if this actually works profitably, we would hope that the larger wormhole corporations would see this as a program that would really have scalability uh, throughout New Eden, where there would be kind of like earn your little shack kind of program where you get to a certain set of skill points, Give the, the, the younger players a Lashak, tell them, okay, go out, kill X number of pauses, bring the modules back, and it can become a, a sustaining and, and expanding thing. Um, obviously, that would not work infinitely. As we would hope the supply of dead pauses would be finite, and at some point, this stuff is actually going to get cleaned up. Uh, but this would be a good way to make a, a, a capitalism driven dent in a problem that's just been out there building up like mineral crap on somebody's shower. <laughs> So that's the that's the proposal and happy to take questions. Thanks. So you brought a PowerPoint and a spreadsheet, which you know already makes you probably win. Uh, uh, you also used the word heteroscedasticity, as somebody also pointed out in chat, yeah. which um, very very good. Uh, as a German, that's um, that's very difficult for me to say. Um, I'll I'll start us off with the questions, uh, Tony, and that is. Um, how how do we avoid a, a pile of dead shacks instead of the pile of dead sticks? <laughs> so to a degree, that's a, that's an unsolvable risk. We are not insuring at this fleet of shacks. If there's if there's a, a, a catastrophic loss, if this goes wrong in whatever way, uh, that is creative destruction. Um, that being said, uh, we are going to uh, what we think are, are pretty robust. Uh, methods to keep this operationally viable. Obviously, you know, my name is not Tony. This is very randomized. We basically put our port like 92% into the witness protection program already. So we're very difficult to find or identify so that this doesn't become like, here, go assassinate Oz's Lashak fleet and put the you know heads of these Lashaks on your wall and have a you know a target painted on our backs. But for for more operations of this type, particularly with the amount of damage that uh, Lashaks can can put out, you know, it, the fleet is not going to be exposed for large periods of time. Uh, I can go further into the, the target selection modality that, that we're going to look at, but this would be very similar, for example, to like a, a Nomad's Tale, Thorakin type uh, approach to uh, wormhole living, where you, you sneak in, do a bunch of stuff, sneak out, occupants don't even know you're there, um, and you're able to, to do what you need to do on grid in the amount of time that you have. But that being said, Anytime you undock a ship in a wormhole, there's a non-zero percent chance it's not coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, investors, questions? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Um, is there even a market for POS mods or are people even buying that stuff? Um, absolutely. Uh, and we have, so, you know, we can give, give additional data. Uh, but the the first uh, example that I showed uh, in this uh, 
those types of modules tend to sell really well, um, as I indicated uh, with the second example. And the pause sticks do actually still have a, a use in New Eden, commonly as fallback positions, for example, if you're uh, uh, under an eviction or there's uh, there's structure bashing going on in one more having uh you know there, there's nothing more dreary than trying to remove a large POS tower that uh, has a bunch of uh, reinforcement arrays on it uh, if you want to survive in your wormhole putting up something like that when you're under attack and an eviction is a quite valid strategic thing to do uh, so those are some of the real world uses for that but you know obviously pulling up the market data on these uh, materials these are low volume modules but they are selling uh, and the degree to which we're looking to liquidate and we're talking about 1 billion a month approximately even slow moving modules move at that speed uh, uh how many uh actual pauses are around eve i just see this is kind of like the citadel thing where like they all went and banned in after they made the change and in three days they're all blown up and then there's nothing else to shoot so I, I can I can understand that I, I've got an argument to make there for people who really enjoy not undocking. <laughs> that's that's definitely a valid question, and and I, you know, we we have drilled into the the data that's hard data that's publicly available. It appears that that's an unanswerable question with a, a specific number. For those of us who go uh, out into space, this is a really epic problem. Nearly every wormhole you go into has one or more dead pauses that have been building up over you know, a decade and a half. So the, the experience of being an undocked player in, in J spaces, these are very, very common. Less common, for example, is where you have an abandoned pause in NullSec, which is, is also within scope of this. This is not a, a wormhole exclusive proposal by, by any means, but the, those are less common. Uh, so it's it's uh, quite a bit in in J space. Certainly enough that we would expect to be locating uh, two to four reasonable targets a month. Good, Croda, Golden, any questions? Yeah, just a quick one from me. I mean, Tony, if you could get more than ten billion today, is that something you'd want, or would that just dilute the returns? In other words, sort of, is your business scalable, or is ten billion really the ideal number? Absolutely. We do think that this is very scalable and we put a lot of thought and discussion in, internally into to what number we would come back with. Part of the reason why we did come back with 10 is to, to view this as kind of a, a series A round funding type concept here because our operational capacity as a corporation is significantly lower than what we see as the market opportunity to implement this which is why we're looking to have this be a proof of concept that there is business viability to doing this. And then if 20 established wormhole corporations all decided this was a good idea and they wanted to do it to make money themselves, for us, that would be fantastic. We're, we're not looking to corner that market. We want people to franchise this idea. So that's why we came back with the 10. That being said, uh, this this is a given given the distribution of resource here, <laughs> it is a scalable idea. We could profitably employ uh, 20 billion uh, to field additional fleets uh, and accelerate the rate of cleaning these up throughout. Brilliant, thanks. Well, so, uh, only question from me would basically be because there was the the graph showing or the table showing the expected return over time. Um, do you have an idea in terms of how you're going to compensate the players that are actively doing this, i.e. 
what's in it for them? What is the sort of expected ISK per hour uh, for the for the people that would be actually bashing the pauses as well as just the returns from the modules? Well, that's where the title of this presentation is the area where you guys really get to profit. You're monetizing our annoyance. We are not putting money in our pockets in, in this. We okay. hate these things. <laughs> We're doing this because we hate them and we want uh, EVE Online to be a better gaming environment. So we are not skimming a commission off the, the revenue that's generated by harvesting these sites. Um, but conceivably, if other forks decided to franchise this, they, they may in fact do that. Sounds good. All right, any, uh, any other questions? Are we, we ready to vote then? The, the chat poll gave you 85% yes, Tony. So that's, uh, that's, that's good that you had a good impact on, on chat. I, I saw a lot of good feedback here in chat about uh, this being a, a good idea. Sounds fun. Um, Lashaks are awesome. I, I, I have a stack of Lashaks. I, I think um, somewhere uh, that, that uh, uh, don't ask me why I have them, but I, I feel like they have your name written all over him. So um, let's, uh, let, let's vote. So for me, your, your question on, you had one slide on where does the money go? So I think that's, a, that's, a, that's going to be an important question and it's probably going to be a condition based uh, for, for the investment that, that, you're coming, that, you're, that you're getting. So for me, it's a yes. Uh, definitely going to fund this. I'm happy to fund the whole thing, but I'll let the other investors say say something about it. Um, like I, I wouldn't like like I don't think it makes sense to to put the profits back into something like Eve University or the Magic Bus. Like like I totally support the Magic Bus, love the program, and Eve Uni is great. Everything is is great, but I I'd rather see this idea than grow and scale into something bigger rather than just giving away the, the profit. So I'm somewhere between the second and third box there, but uh, to be discussed. Crota, what do you think? Oh, I'm in for the 10. Uh, happy to split with the other uh, the other investors, but no, I'm there, in for the 10. Cool, Eden. Uh, it's no for me. I just don't see like the longevity of it. I think they're just, once you kill them all, then it's, we got to look at like other options. I would pay you 10 billion to do my fan fest presentation though. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm working on that too, Eden. Uh, Golden. Um, you had me at heter heteroscedasticity and also gave me flashbacks to modeling stuff in R. So I'd, I'd say yes. Very, very good. So we have uh, uh, we have at least three investors. Tony, you're you're gonna you're you're going to fund your idea. Um, we'll uh, we'll have a discussion on uh, on on how we split that up, and then we're very much looking forward. To it. Do you know how you would chronicle this? Like, do you think you would make a uh, a a video or a, or or a blog or or, or uh, do you have any idea or not yet? I have thought about this. Open to what you folks want to see in terms of like a reporting requirement or, or whatever. Obviously, at the very least, we would be uh, producing uh, ledger data to show you know what we've uh, taken down and and how that revenue is coming back to it to investors and so forth. Um, but I could see this potentially being. Um, uh, interesting as kind of a, a compressed four or five minute video as we undertake operations and stuff like that. Cool. All right. Well, Tony, thanks for submitting the idea and uh, happy to be funding that operation. I can't wait to see that happening. All right. We're um, moving on to our third candidate. Bye. Uh, we're moving on to our third candidate and we're, we're going to try for Ruzin again. <laughs> Maybe this time I don't kick myself out of the channel. That, that, uh, that, that obviously helps.
So let me see here. Um, Perusan, I, I, I take it you were you were uh, possibly uh, muted earlier. Can you say something yeah, now? Uh, hello. Yeah, ah, can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Perfect. Perfect. Um, now he's gone again. I don't know why he uh, why we keep losing him. I, uh, we keep losing you in that channel. I don't know what's uh, what's going on. But Faruzan, can you say something and can you yeah. try to stay in the now channel be, possibly? Yeah, now it should be fine. Can now it should me? be fine. Great. All right. Um, great to be here. Great, great to have you. Yes. And uh, remind me real quick: Do you have a presentation or not? Uh, yes, I do. I do. Yes, you do. Okay. Let me uh, let me pull that up uh, real quick. Mm -hmm. Video as well. Video as well. Okay, perfect. You look at this. Um, we're going to pick. There you go. Oh, he's sitting outside. How cool is that? Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is Very outside? Cool. Yes. Uh, what time zone is that? Uh, Canada. Oh, Calgary. nice. That's perfect. All right. I am. Uh, I am copying your presentation in here. Give me one second, and we'll have it. Yep. Yep. No worries. While I do that, you can uh, you can already start introducing yourself and uh, and start talking about the the idea in general. All right, well, just a quick minute, uh, a quick second about me. So I'm I'm an Eve Online veteran kind of thing. I I started in 2012 properly. I've been playing on and off for for eight years, sometimes more, sometimes less. A lot of PvP, a lot of my own projects. I always gave up with some crazy ideas to to, to do some new corporation stuff. Uh, so I, I've been everywhere, wormholes, high sec, low sec, uh, null sec with NC dot for, for, for a bit. Uh, so uh, a nomad at heart, basically. And um, I think about a couple of years ago, I've seen a video uh, from, uh, it was Wingspan. And he had this interesting idea uh, of a bounty hunting system to be implemented uh, in EVE. And, um, uh, it never got implemented by CCP, but I borrowed some of his ideas and thought about how to make this system work and how to uh, how to turn it into a feasible project in the game without having CCP to in and to introduce it into the game. Uh, so so this is my idea. It's a, it's a bounty hunting system, fully player driven, based basically on Discord. Uh, it has a corporation going with it uh, called They Want You Dead, which is, uh, it's not necessary to interact with the corporation uh, at all in the game. It's just a, a, a channel to receive bounties and uh, uh, organize a little bit of that stuff, but bounty hunters do not have to join this. Uh, so uh, the, the idea is to uh, have in-game and out-of-game system for for placing bounties. Uh, this can be done through sending money directly to the corporation with a note or in-game email uh, stating the target and all the information uh, that you might want to, the hunter to have. And then small percentage of this bounty is taken by the corporation as a service fee uh, or by the project generally as a service fee and rest is added to a bounty pool for a given target. Uh, we will have a list of targets with, with the bounties on them. And uh, then the targets will be hunted by our registered bounty hunters for a specific time period. Uh, the current plan is 14 days. Uh, so we do not uh, you know, over harass uh, people and uh, we do not 
have any EULA problems by, by focused hunting and focused harassing. But it is all subject to change. Uh, and then the unclaimed bounty uh, after the end of the hunting period is returned back to this original sender. Uh, now, this, the, the bounty can be sent from any character in the game, so it can be anonymous, basically. someone you, know, you want someone to suffer, but you do not want to let him know that you were the one who caused his suffering, so you can do this uh, anonymously. Uh, and from the perspective of the hunter, the hunters will be registering through, through a Discord uh, channel, and um, the, the, the plan is that roughly every 14 days, or specifically every 14 days, I will take the list of the targets and the list of the hunters, and I will randomly assign hunters to targets. Uh, that is that is to avoid some of the common problems that, that, that have been happening with bounty system in the past, that you could create an alt and claim your own bounty, uh, similar to what you can do with, kill, with a kill rate. Uh, so they will be randomly matched, the hunters will be given all the information the client provides for the target, and then the hunters will be rewarded a, a large chunk of money for all the assets destroyed. So in the initial plan, it's something like 125% of the value of the target's asset destroyed by the hunter will be directly paid to the hunter immediately after the kill. When he posts it on a specific Discord channel, uh, uh, he'll get the money from the bounty pool. When the bounty pool is exhausted, the, 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 the hunting ends, or the hunting ends in 14 days, or in some time period that we decided, or, I, or we decided it's good. Uh, there will be a Discord rankings with the best bounty hunters being uh, being uh, showcased for like all time and maybe a couple months back. So it's uh, competitive um, throughout the whole uh, uh, life of the of the project, and. There might be some other cool stuff we might implement, like bounty hunting teams. Some bounty hunters might, for example, want to team up uh, to have a better chance of hunting a specific target. Um, and then the, the reward will be split equally between these uh, hunters in the team, uh, no, no, and without any uh, regard to who actually did like the killing blow or, or any damage to the target. Simply, you're part of the team. You will be paid evenly, uh, whatever the, the actual members of the team do to 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 have value, even if like um, gathering information uh, and all that. Uh, so there will be some 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 security and uh, required some opsec required uh, for this project to work. Uh, one uh, from the perspective of the client, the bounties will be anonymous, as I already explained. And clients will not be given the name of the hunter that is hunting the target until the hunting is over. Uh, so they should not, they, they can place the bounty, but they will not be able to influence the, the actual hunting process in any way. On the hunter's side, the hunters will know the identities of other hunters. We will have Discord channels with registered hunters. So they will be able to chat and, and, and interact. But the hunters will be strongly encouraged to not uh, disclose the identity of their active target. And that is, we will surely have spies uh, if, the tar if, the, if the project uh, takes off uh, well. So we do not want the targets to know that they are targets. We do not want them to hide for 14 days and then basically nullify any chance of us actually hunting them. And, and when we will have, and the random assignment of the targets to the hunters will will ensure some of the problems with the existing bounty hunting systems implemented by CCP will be alleviated. And um, also we want the reward to be as high as possible without 
incentivizing like hunter client um, contact. So we, we don't want hunters to just, you know, message the, the, the target and let them know, okay, I'll kill you and I'll pay you back for your loss and then we will split uh, the additional reward 50-50, uh, right? There will, of course, if, if, if the reward is very high, the hunters might be incentivized to do this. If it's reasonable, uh, it'll not go through because people will not believe, you know, you will not believe someone who, who, who says, I'm going to kill you and then pay you, pay you back unless uh, it's, it's very enticing. <laughs> And uh, the targets, uh, the OPSEC regarding the targets will be they should not know they are targets. Uh, uh, and we do not plan to currently like send them an email like Wing, Wingspan does uh, uh, after the, the end of the hunting. Oh, you were, you were a target. I hope you enjoyed uh, the hunting and all the losses you had. We don't plan to do this. Um, who knows, maybe we, we might have fun with that later, but it's not currently a plan. And uh, so, this is the basic idea um, and what I need regarding the funding. So I need some initial pool of bounties that I will create uh, myself to, uh, not, not random people, but I'll just try to uh, maybe find 20 interesting targets and, and place like a 500 million bounty on each. Uh, so the initial hunters that come to the project and register uh, will have something to hunt before actual clients show up. And, and have like real targets uh, to hunt. So for that, I need 10 billion esque. I would say 20 targets each 500 million esque is a reasonable uh, amount of bounties to start with. And then the corporation that exists along this project uh, might actually delve into war declarations. So we might try to open up some high sec targets, which will be harder to hunt um, without war decks. Of course, not everyone will be will be war eligible. But what we might want to want to have some hunters if they want join the corporation and open up some high sec, uh, high sec hunting um, through the Wardex if possible. And for that, we need War HQ and some and some basic um, fund for that. Maybe to replace the War HQ as well because uh, people might not like our War, War, War HQ as much. So five billion is something that should cover uh, this initial war uh, war uh, efforts if we decide to um, uh, to go with it. And that is that is the end of my presentation. Well, th I mean, you know, thanks for for preparing that uh, that presentation uh, and uh, and that and that great introduction. I think um, this this idea is a bit different for me than the other ones because on the other ones I immediately knew what 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 this was about, right? So for me, um, for someone who doesn't undock all that much, right? <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, I, I don't immediately, this is not a concept where I immediately go, yes, I, un I understand why people would do this. Um, and so I have some, I have some very basic, stupid questions about this. Sure. Uh, but before I do that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass, pass the baton to some of the other investors because maybe some of them just understand it better and they immediately can ask smart questions. So any, any smart questions out there, uh, investors? I I have a few questions. Uh, the the oh. first one, not so much a question, but more an observation. Uh, earlier on in the presentation, it said that the reward would be 125% of the destroyed value. That would absolutely need to change, uh, just because otherwise, exactly what you said, you would try to avoid where the hunter and the client would try and coordinate. Uh, th that, that would just happen. If there's effectively a way for 
hunted targets to kind of sell something well, for overmarket yeah. value, then one, one thing I didn't mention is that um, uh, it's excluding loot. So whatever drops will not be. So if, so the reward will be the assets destroyed minus loot dropped. Right, so you, but then that that you, value's still there. So in theory, either the hunter or the yeah. target could still so, hold it. Yes. So I was thinking about having it less than hundred percent to like guarantee this. But then I I was thinking, who will actually believe a hunter if he comes and says, okay, I will kill you, I will pay you back and give you a little bit extra? Would you leave, let yourself get killed? Uh, so I, I I increased this value over hundred percent because I suspect that not everyone will be actually uh, willing to. Uh, have a deal like this. I think um, still, even if many people wouldn't believe that, the problem is that if this project did succeed, or if even just a individual bounty hunter had a good track record, um, then it would it would be more believable. And that's, it's still the the avenue for abuse is still there. So true. personally, uh, I think nine, that would... can be ninety five percent. It's very much subject to change. Yeah. Um, the other two questions I have: one is. Do you have any plans on how you're going to filter out what I would describe as invalid kills? Those being things where either the victim was killed during a larger fleet, in which case they're going to get SRP anyway, it's not the intended outcome that the person placing the bounty would want. Or situations where the person that got killed had, uh, probably deliberately I imagine if they were doing this, um, an item which was heavily mispriced. That's something which people have done to manipulate kill mail values in the past. Um, you know, you're using an officer module that they've manipulated the price on or something like that. If you have a plan for how you're going to validate so the, kills. Yeah, so the, the overpriced uh, item, uh, the, the, as the loot is excluded, the overpriced item would be excluded from the from the reward. So so the hunter will not get the reward for that. And if it dropped, if it didn't drop, um, yeah, it would... I can I can always go and check, uh, or or the administrators if I get some someone board, will be just go and check the actual values of the, of some of maybe suspicious, suspicious loot. Uh, uh, but again, I, I would I would uh, count on that not being that uh, that often a problem. Uh, but sure, some 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 like double checking of of the uh, of the values destroyed, not just taking a, a kill board. Uh, number uh, as a guarantee right away uh, might be might be necessary. Okay. Um, and, and, and then regarding the the the, the um, killing maybe in a fleet fight. Uh, so first the, the 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 reward will be only given to a hunter uh, when he when when he he is on the the kill mail or his alt that he uh, let us lets us know about beforehand is on a kill mail. And if it's if it's a fleet fight, yeah, that's something to. To consider definitely we can maybe set like a percentage percentage damage dealt or something uh, as a minimum requirement for the bounty like like the bounty hunter from our project must do at least 50 percent of the damage done to the target to um, to to be eligible for the reward something like this might be implemented to to prevent uh, this like you know um, uh, target painting someone in a fight in a fleet fight and then, then claiming the bounty Okay, uh, and final question would be, do you have someone uh, or a contact that you might be able to rely on to develop some IT kind of resources? Because the main thing that I can see with this is that there's a lot of manual checking and handling and stuff involved, which at the beginning might not be that much of an issue, but if it yeah. were to become more successful, especially if it, you know, obviously you can hire people if you've got a service fee and stuff involved, but at the end of the day, yeah. there is a lot of manual work and handling and sort of data moving about, which it seems it would almost at one point be a requirement to have 
some level of automation or a website-based yeah, yeah. thing. Absolutely, yeah. So, so initially, as you said, initially it shouldn't be that much of a problem. Also, the the hunting goes for fourteen days, and the incitement of targets and hunters is done once per fourteen days. So, I plan to have it on Sundays. Uh, so, it will not be a problem initially, but yeah, we will need to think about something. So, I, I you can use simple Google Forms to have like a check-in system that that the active hunters will check in every like throughout the two weeks that they're available for the next hunting period. So we'll have a list of uh, active hunters who are available, not just hunters uh, registered. Um, so that is simple to do. But yeah, the actual randomized assignment um, that can be automated easily. I think uh, one thing which will be less and which will be harder to automate is accepting the bounties and 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 creating a database of targets uh, from like an in-game uh, you know, in-game transaction, basically. So uh, I, I'm thinking about uh, also with some help of ChatGPT and, 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 and things like this to maybe try and implement some Discord bot myself that'll draw from 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 EVE from from API. Or uh, as you say, I will, if it really takes off, I will have to definitely get someone aboard who will be able to um, implement some of these IT IT background. And the, 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 the fees uh, that we take from the bounties, which might be maybe like five to 10%, uh, might be used for uh, for this. And a question from chat. Um, the, so this is a this is a content idea only, right? No, no ROI. Uh, sir, there's no. no there's no return on investment for the investors, we just invest Ooh. the 15 billion. And that's it, right? Uh, well, uh, depends on if it takes off, and if uh, we have clients that will come and deposit the bounty, uh, the 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 money we obtain from the fees may be used to pay uh, to pay back the the investment, definitely. And hunters are allowed to like uh, like fleet up like their friends to like go and kill these people. Uh, well, the depends if we if we if we agree to have some sort of damage. Uh, um, uh, damage threshold that the hunter must meet to be eligible for the reward. I, I think yes, yes, they can have friends come over uh, if if they if they uh, if they go by all the rules that that we that, that we have uh, and 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 get the kill with their friends. I mean, the target still suffers a loss that the client ordered, so we're fine with that. And then these are like targets that people are putting in, not just random. Yes characters the, that you're grabbing the, the random characters will the, the the initial couple the initial maybe 20 bounties for like the first hunting periods will be semi-random to uh to get the bounty hunting systems started but then ideally we want clients to come and 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 give us money to hunt specific their target that they want that and then if the target is dead and the hunter maybe pass like 25 percent damage threshold on the target he will be given the money even if he has friends outside of the of the project uh, helping him and then i know this is probably one in a million thing that would ever happen but what happens if one of the targets are in a titan or capital ship and then we you have to pay that out uh the bounty will be always limited by the bounty pool so the client will come and he will maybe deposit a one billion bounty on a guy who mines in his orca his ice belt and that he hates that uh, so we will only pay the hunter up to the maximum bounty pool that is on the target. So if we take 5% fee, uh, the target will have 950 million bounty on him. Uh, uh, and then the hunter maybe suspect baits the, the, the orca in high sec, 
kills it. And then because the value of the Orca is higher than the actual bounty pool, which is 95 million, 950 million, the, the, the bounty hunter will get the full 950 million isk and the bounty hunting ends for this target. Right. And then speaking on that, um, so you could use this in high sec. Like, I just don't like these guys mining in my system. I'm going to put a target on them and they just yeah. get ganked, something like that. So there will... It'll be it'll be harder to hunt targets in high sec. You can suicide gang, and it'll be more profitable for you with the bounty. So, uh, things which might not be feasibly suspect, uh, feasibly suicide ganked, might be now feasibly suicide ganked with the bounty. Uh, suspect baiting is a thing. You can also contact the guy and maybe lure him to a wormhole exit or something, and you know have him jump through and kill him. So there will be some sort of like spy, like like espionage kind of working involved as well, if you will want to hunt targets which are not valid targets or which are not easily killable in the game, depending on where they live and what they do. I mean, and I can see, like, if I was a Nullsec, I would probably use this service to kill all my Alliance mates that are mining in my belt to get rid of them. You can do that. We will, we will do it. We will, we will definitely kill all these guys for you. Or the Hunters will, will register to the project uh, well. Crota, any questions? Uh, none from me, Oz, none from me. Okay, so um, I, I think we're, we're ready for a decision then. In, in this case, um, Faruzan, the, the chat was, was not in your favor. It's slightly against uh, uh, you in this, uh, in this instance. I think we had uh, somewhere, let's see, 56% or something against it. Um, I, so for me, I just don't know enough about this type of gameplay to, to get behind it. Some ideas I, I hear and I can imagine and, 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 and I feel like, yes, a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with it. For this one, I think, I think it's, a, it's a creative idea. I think it's a good presentation, but I, I, can't, I can't fund it just because I, I, don't, I don't see myself uh, you know, I don't, I don't see enough joy coming out of this. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in for 10. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different idea. Let's, I want to give it a shot. So I'm in for 10. Crota, oh, then. All right. Okay. Eden. I think it's a little too technical. Um, but, uh, I'll go, I'll, I'll put in like half. I think because I think it's just a different style of gameplay that seems interesting, but I think it's going to be a technical nightmare. Golden, um, I really like the idea, and I do think that it could work. Uh, my concern is that I I really do think that in order to succeed, it would need um, a website instead of some more automation stuff behind it, which would then require significantly more funding or at least a working proof of concept type thing. Um, so I'm going to say no for the moment, but if maybe on a future episode you're able to come back with a prototype sort of IT system or something, I would be much more inclined to say yes. All right, sounds good. That that sounds like you got just enough to uh, to get your idea started, Frozen. Even even if chat is against you, the ideas uh, get funded here. So I hope we can we'll uh, make your dream reality then. We'll see how it goes. It it will be difficult, but we'll see. We're looking forward to a, a video or a blog post or report uh, from from your endeavors. Cool. Yep, All right. Definitely. Thank you. And we're going to jump to the next candidate already. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see here. We're going to jump 
to Jiang Zi Wen. Are you there? Yes, sir. Perfect. All right. You also have a presentation, right? Um, presentation. Yep. And uh, let me just pull it up real quick. Um, I'm going to. Um, are you going to be audio only? Yeah, I'm audio only. Yeah. All right. Then uh, I'm going to switch that off. Okay. Perfect. You can. Uh, um, here, we're going to turn. We're going to turn this off right here. And while I pull up your presentation, you can already uh, introduce yourself and uh, and 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 start talking about your idea. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Jang. I'm a small gang PvPer, and my idea for this episode is an Eve Online music contest, which is, you know, pretty self-explanatory. I'd imagine. I, I, my vision is, you know, a contest where people can submit parodies and original music for chance at winning a huge ISK prize. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the slideshow to come up because yep, yep. <laughs> help I'm me frame there. my thoughts. A I'm bit almost more. there. <laughs> There we we have it. We we're watching it. Uh, go ahead. All right, sick. So very high quality. I know. Yeah, love it. Um, so you know, side one. Music good, right? I think that Eve could use some more music. It's a pretty huge part of just like standard gaming culture. If you imagine all the really successful top-selling games like Fortnite and Minecraft. They have a huge variety of, you know, parodies and songs that I would imagine help propel it to, you know, the top of the leaderboards. And if you, you know, go back a couple of years to, you know, CCP's Permaband, um, there's one okay. dude who did like Eve raps like Captain Blastaho. Those guys were, you know, pretty successful, pretty legendary. Um, I think that it's time to sort of get the greater body of the community in on the action. Uh, Eve is a pretty old game, right? People aren't here for the, you know, fantastic graphics or anything. But the reason that we still have a community today is because of the passion of the players, right? It's just a huge collective effort to kind of make the game how we want to play it. And I think this is a good opportunity to sort of tap into it and give people the incentive to create something that they're proud of and something that they can show, you know, the people around them. Which brings me to my next slide, music wide audience, right? So this is a chance for people to sort of band together and, you know, work on a project that's sort of outside of Eve that, you know, maybe they haven't really considered before. I'm envisioning a situation where like, you know, two people in the same alliance that have never really interacted get together, you know, have a passion for music and they, you know, create something and that forges these really nice, strong friendships that, you know, could last for a little bit outside of things. And, you know, it's, it's a chance for maybe people in the music industry, right? Estranged veterans who sort of stepped away from the game for a little bit to interact with the IP a little more and, you know, just kind of get the band back together, right? I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. Um, the other thing that I want to touch on with, you know, having a wide audience is engageability with the content, right? So there's a lot of barriers in EVE Online, whether it's like ISK or SP or just like knowing the right people to get into the right things, right? When I was a noob, and I, I still kind of am pretty low SP, low ISK, 
um i didn't really have much opportunities there's just like either mine rocks and high sec or you know go into some null block and and press f1 all day and i think that this is sort of something that everyone can engage with right any new players anybody that you know maybe not good with good at pvp or maybe don't even care for pvp at all right there's um at least one like video submission contest that's happening right now if anybody's familiar with uh bringing solo back they have this sort of like meta shift style where you you know you submit frag videos and you have a chance at winning you know some plex or a besla and i i really like the idea it's just you know sometimes that's not for everybody right and i wanted to give something to sort of be able to include people that might not necessarily have the opportunity and the other thing is when you're not an eve player right you don't really care about these you know make a bill guides on youtube you might not even really care about like the lore or like you know this sort of geopolitical thing that's happening that people that have been playing the game for a long time might care about but you know if you hear a good song right if you see something you like then that might allow you to engage a little more with the content which you know my my last uh, slide or my second to last slide is you know we need money because making music is a really big time investment right you're putting yourself out there and there's just going to be a lot of things going into a lot of moving parts and what this means is we have to have enough money to incentivize people to actually do it right if it's just 5 10 bill nobody's going to really put a lot of time into a lot of effort and you know we might have a troll or two slip through which you know is fine but we want to at least have a couple of genuine submissions here so yeah the isk probably won't be needed until the very end just by the nature of like a direct handoff between um you the investors and people the the winners maybe it would be nice to you know have you guys judge the videos as well if you're interested love it cool is that it no um, no i just have a, one last there, slide wait, of there's more requirements uh which is you know it has to be eve related obviously i'd i'd like it for i'd like it to be more than 30 seconds in length just because you know we want to filter out a lot of not genuine submissions here so you know, low effort stuff I kind of want to just avoid. Obviously, this can be tweaked. It's not like set in stone at all. Um, I'd also like it to be public domain, just so people, you know, who are making frag videos and, you know, other similar content can put a song rapping about their favorite ship in the background, right? And now this is the last slide. I don't got anything left after this. Nice. Perfect. Um... Okay, so this is this this I can this I can understand. This is this is straightforward. Um, every everyone that that watches my stream knows I'm a huge Eurovision fan. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm 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 all for this. Uh, there's one question I uh, uh, I want to pick up from chat, and that is uh, paying in-game currency for out-of-game music or out-of-game efforts is you know 
it works for some people it it doesn't for for others uh, what are your thoughts on that like how like why why should people participate in this if um you know if if the isk is you know is is nice but not insanely high um i'm i'm going to be frank there's you know maybe not enough for people to really care about i know like any number of money probably would be enough for me because i'm you know space broke but I think the goal is to have the the incentive be high enough. I think, like on a meta level, outside of what someone stands to gain from this, is you're contributing to the like community, the history of it all, and it's sort of a way to for you to you know set your name in stone, right? You don't have to be the best PDPer, but you could be the guy who made the best song about the Praxis or something. And I'm going to be honest. I've, you know, it would be a good way to promote uh, the 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 show as well, because we, you know, we could we could inter we could intertwine the the show with the with the content. Um, so um, I'm I'm biased here. I I, I I love this I love this idea already. Um, other other investors, what what do you guys think? Um, and and maybe also like investors, how much do you like? You, you haven't told us how much. Uh, uh, Jiang, do you like? Are you leaving it up to us? Basically, you're saying, "Hey, the prize money has to be high enough for people to, uh, to, to participate." But uh, you're leaving it us. Uh, you're leaving it up to us to say how high. Yeah, pretty much. I, I want to, you know, put the ball in your guys's court because it, it's. I think it's going to be like directly proportional to the amount of money you guys put in, right? Is how much effort people are going to give. So. You know, I'm not going to really set a limit because, you know, what if this is, you know, the biggest Eve thing to happen since World War B? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So uh, one thing, chat, guys in chat, please put down uh, how much you think we need to put uh, for a music contest. Like, let me know what you guys think would have to be the prize money to get like really high quality, like, get like four or five high quality submissions. Uh, and then I'm going to pass it on to the investors for questions if you have any. I've just got the uh, I'm in a Roke song stuck in my head now. So. <laughs> Crota. Yeah. Well, just, just a quick one. Two questions for me. One is, do you sort of feel there's any content out there ready to go? So you sort of got a head start. And my second question is, does the content need to be new? So almost unseen. I mean, there's lots of sort of songs out there. But, you know. Yeah. So that was two things that I was considering. I know, like, there's already, like, you know a little bit of of stuff out there maybe even unreleased i i think i would prefer it to be like new for the contest just so nobody has like a head start and everything is like specifically for this contest but i i'm open to you know what other people think because i i don't really have any stake in this um yeah okay thanks I want to challenge chat here real quick because people are like, maybe I should have said, you know, be serious, right? But people are putting, you know, let's, let's, let's not talk about the outliers, but I see a few hundred billion. I see a few 20 billion. I see a few 50 billion. That's a, that is a lot of money, right? And that's why I asked the question, like, I'm not saying how much, how much would it take for you to take part, right? I'm, I'm saying like, how much do you have to put up? For enough 
for enough people who would do it for that money to come forward who also have a musical talent, right? So there's there's no overlap, I think, between people that have musical talent and are rich in EVE Online. It could be that we have enough poor musicians in EVE Online. So, <laughs> right? Possibly. Uh, we do in the real world, right? So I don't, I, I think 100 billion is absolutely ridiculous for a context, for a contest like, uh, like this. Uh, other investors, what do you think? I think, I mean, ideally, like a 50, 25, 10 would be yours. Like that would get people really motivated. Definitely. Okay, well, let me ask you guys this. What if you're an alliance exec? What if you're Gobbins, right? How much ISK would get you to go and make a diss track about someone else in EVE, right? Or yeah, have we're not necessarily trying to get alliance execs and stuff to you know we're talking about getting the majority of people in eve who are well fair enough but like wouldn't something like that just be like so legendary it would like 20 years from now people would still look back at that video um a quite frankly actually 100 bill wouldn't be enough um but also (laughs) i think they would be more inclined to do it for the memes rather than for the isk at that point um I don't know. Apparently, uh, I, Gobbins, it, apparently, Gobbins needs money uh, uh, badly enough to raise the taxes. Yeah, the maybe. TTT, so it's, <laughs> that's an interesting example. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a second here. But uh, I, I think I still that I think that's very high. I think that's still very high. Uh, Eden Crota, what do you guys think? I don't really have any thoughts, but go for Eden. Oh, uh, are we just gonna vote now, or no? Just uh, like how high, like how high? Because we need to, we need to like agree on, on how on a ballpark here on what what we're going to support, throw in for support. Because I think it's it's going to be a difference, ten billion or fifty billion on this idea is going to be different because this this is purely just you know. I mean, if it's like a celebrity like Gobbins or somebody, it should probably be higher, you know. But so I don't I don't have too many thoughts on it though. Okay. I don't think we should be focusing on trying to get ce- like celebrity players to be making music. No. I don't think that's the no. Aim. I think I, I I want the I want talented musicians, right? That's I mean, yeah. There's there's got to be talented musicians out there that um that that just need to be a little bit motivated, right? So um uh, I I uh, I I personally I don't think it's I I don't think we need fifty billion to get the those players motivated. I I mean, if you're thinking about you know. Like let let's say, uh, uh, you know, like like fifty billion is more than a year's worth of Omega, uh, right? Easy, um, right? So if you think about if somebody that is just playing a regular Eve player who's talented music who's a talented musician, if you could entice him or her uh, with, you know, six months worth of Omega, they might you know, sit down for uh, a day or two and put a song together, right? I, I, I think 14 bill is a year Omega. Yeah, so that's, yeah, right? Yeah, I think in this case, I'm sort of like separating the actual like monetary value of everything because I think what's going to be better for, you know, traction is to just get the community involved, right? Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to do that is to, you know, have some lofty number for people to look at, but you know, if everybody's like talking about it, then, you know, we'll get somewhere. Yes. Okay. Do we have any more questions from chat or from the investors?
No, we just have some 25, 15, 5, 25, 10 suggestions, okay? And it would need to be advertised for sure. But I can do my yeah. part in that. And I think we could get CCP involved. I think I think that's that should make it that, that should be easy. I mean, that's not easy, but like, I'll, I'll get, I'll get the, I'll get the word out. No, like I'll get the word out. Like I, I'll, I'll, whether I fund it or not, I'll get the word out. I want to see this happen. I want to see this happen. Someone suggested that the finalist should, or the first place should get to play at FanFest. Next year then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I missed the poll earlier, the poll results, uh, Bonsai, you're going to have to give me the, the poll results or one of you guys that caught the poll. I, I think it was overwhelmingly positive for this idea. Yeah, 80 something percent. Yes, 80 something percent. Yes. Okay. So I'm guessing we're ready to vote then. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start. So of course, it's a yes, of course, it's a yes. Um, but I, I like, I'm not ready to throw 50 billion at this because I don't think it's necessary. I, I would like to see, you know, I would like to see the quality of submissions with like an, uh, a, a good amount of money. So I, I'd say I, I'll throw in 5 billion. I'll throw in 5 billion and uh, we'll see how high we go with the other investors. Quote out. I'm in for 10 and I'll just give it straight away. Don't need to see the quality. Just really interested to see this happen. All right, that's gonna be a good contest. If utility in chat says you get what you pay for Oz, that hurts. Man, that hurts. <laughs> that, that, I, 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 you know, yes. You're right. You're, you're probably. I'm going. I'm going to just have my. You're going to guild me into this, uh, Eden. Uh, I'm just not a big music person. I take cinematics. I mean, music's okay. on when I'm in the car, but that's it. But I will, if somebody does like sort of a song or something on market trading. I, I'll do like 500 plex for them, or maybe a little bit more, whatever's decided on. So I can throw that on when I start logging in my market characters. Okay, so we we won't we won't register as an in, initial investor, Eden. But we'll uh, we'll we'll when we see the results, we'll see if you if you pitch in for the for the top prize. Golden, I'll I'll happily put ten in. Yeah. All right, so we have twenty five. Uh, Jiang, I'd say you've got a you you've got yourself a music contest uh, with. Uh, I, at least I would also say yeah, if there's like one that gets submitted that just happens to be absolutely excellent, I'll give him twenty five bills. Nice. Okay. So, Jiang, here's my here's my here's my uh, suggestion. All right. So we'll have a, we're going to have a very very nice uh, contest. Um, I I would like to have the let's have a a special Oz Tank episode where we uh, we show all the the selection and the investors get to uh, be the jury and we'll we'll rope and chat as well uh, just like we did today. How about that? Yeah, for sure. That sounds excellent. Perfect. All right. Nice. We're going to have an Eve music contest. Jiangs, thank you so much for submitting that idea. And uh, we're going to move to the last idea of the day. Thank you, guys. All right. This is, I mean, I, 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 I hope you guys are having as much fun as I am because uh, this, is, uh, this is going exactly how I, how, uh, how I was hoping it would. Uh, we had a, a great mix of ideas. Uh, and uh, and overall, I think uh, you know very happy that all of these ideas are um, are getting funded. Oh, Bonsai is pinging me. The poll was eighty percent yes for him. So hell yeah. Um, the last idea that we're going to talk about today is a little bit special. Um, let me turn let me turn this off. So 
the last idea comes from one of our investors, interestingly enough. Uh, Golden, um, you submitted an idea uh, that I'm going to let you present in a second here. But um, my, my number one question is going to be, and I think for, for all of chat also, is going to be um, if, if you're already that rich, right? Uh, and I've seen how, I've, I've seen at least in part how rich you are, then why the hell do you need uh, additional investors, right? And so that's going to be the main question that I expect you uh, to, uh, to, to answer here. So let me pull up your presentation. Mm -hmm. All right, the Perpetual Free Market Coalition. What is this about, Golden? So uh, it is my belief that no-sec alliances should not be reaping enormous amounts of ISK from trading tax revenue in high-sec with basically nothing that anyone else can do to counter it. Hell um, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I also just believe in general that players should have access to as low a tax rate for trading as possible. And until very recently, in perimeter stood the TTT or Tranquility Trading Tower. For those watching that might not know, hopefully everyone does, but uh, why this was significant, it was a high-sec key bar owned by a group called the TTC or Tranquility Trading Corporation or Coalition, uh, which provided lower tax rates for trading than G244 itself. As a result, it kind of became the main trading hub for trading Plex, skill extractors and injectors in particular, but also a large volume of many other items. Uh, the TTT broker's fee rate was set to the minimum that the game allowed at the time, which was 1%, compared to the 1.5% that you can get in Jita if you have max skills. You can actually get a bit lower than that with standings, but that takes a very long time. Uh, this was, of course, great because players had access to a minimum uh, tax trading market, saving them money, which is awesome. But the downside was that this keep style was backed by a coalition of large NullSec alliances, including ones that otherwise are usually fighting each other, such as Goonswarm and Pandemic Horde. But because this structure generated trillions upon trillions of ISK in revenue for those groups with very little effort involved, uh, it therefore was in all of their best interest to make sure that they held a shared monopoly, padding all of their wallets quite nicely. Uh, no one could feasibly destroy the TTT because killing a Keepstar in HiSec without capitals and with all of the game's biggest groups defending it is essentially impossible. And anyone who tried to put a market up themselves to compete with the TTT would swiftly find mercenaries hired by the TTC knocking at their door. Uh, that was until recently when some game mechanics changed. CCP announcing that XL structures such as Keepstars and Satios would no longer be anchorable in HiSec, and broker's fees were being changed so that instead of a 1% minimum, with half of that going to the SEC, the SEC would just take a flat 0.5% fee and the player can set what they want to anything, including zero, if they would like to. That means that you now can set a minimum fee of 0.5%, not 1%, but you don't make anything yourself. Uh, and then the other consequential thing that happened was that Goonswarm uh, withdrew from the Tranquility Trading Coalition uh, shortly thereafter, attacking it, and as you probably know, destroying it. The hope was that this would then usher in a period of competitive markets held by lots of different parties and with lower tax rates than before available to all players, as well as null blocks no longer just siphoning trillions and trillions of ISK uh, away. So shortly after the destruction of the TTT, a few people, including myself actually, uh, put up some minimum tax market structures for the public to use. These generate no income, but they provide a valuable service to players. A market was then set up in the TTC Satio in Perimeter, uh, which initially was set to the minimum market tax that you can set. So it did seem that they were planning to continue operations. Uh, though Vili did hint that the tax rate could probably be increased in future, so it's likely not going to last. 
Uh, soon after, they then hired the mercenary group Black Flag to start destroying any market operating structures in and around Perimeter, presumably so that once competition was eliminated, they could up the tax rate. And once again, we'd be in a situation where a big, powerful Nullsec coalition held a massive ISK printing machine with literally nothing else that anyone could do to counter it. And sure enough, literally two days ago, uh, Gobbins announced, Gobbins, the CEO of Horde, announced that the tax rate was going to be increased. And uh, I can't see a reason why this would be the last uh, tax rate that increase that we would see. So what to do about all this? Well, as stated, my goal is both to ensure that all players have access to a minimum tax rate market adjacent to GTA, ideally, and that massive NullSec alliances can't continue to just leverage their size to print trillions of ISK with basically nothing you can do to counter it. So how do we do this? With the Perpetual Free Market Coalition. We anchor a market structure, and once it's aggressed, we anchor another one. And then once that structure is aggressed, we anchor another one. Repeat. So we make sure that even if Horde Fraternity or Black Flag always attack competing structures, there is at least one up and available to players at all times. One goes up before the last one is destroyed. This means that there will always be a lower tax market available to players than the TTC, unless the TTC restores their tax to the minimum figure, or indeed if Goon Swarm succeeds in uh, destroying the remaining TTC structures, which they plan to start doing tomorrow. As for the mechanics of this plan, here's a few more details. So each structure will be anchored under a new corporation so that the aggressors need to declare war on that corporation every time a new structure pops up and they have to wait 24 hours before attacking. Once they strip the shields, there's also at least a 24 hour waiting period before the armor layer can be attacked, which is when the services go offline. Um, and by the time that that hour comes by, there will also be a new structure up and running anyway. And there's also a few ways using some uh, structure and war mechanics that we can actually extend this time by quite a bit, but it's probably best not to talk about those publicly just yet. This means that even if each market is... Oh, one sec. Uh, this means that, yeah, even if each market is attacked immediately, it should be around for about 48 hours, possibly longer if there are any delays in the attacker's war decking or attacking it itself, So, or if any groups offer assistance with the defense. This plan basically creates an uncounterable system whereby minimum tax markets will always be available, no matter what, and people will always have an alternative to the null block controlled markets. This will not generate a return for investors. This is a charity effort, but it's something that I genuinely believe is good for the game, and we as wealthier players can put our resources to good use for the benefit of many. As to how much this is going to cost, uh, assuming a structure, which we'll probably use Asbel's dies every 48 hours, the cost of an Asbel to build, plus a 500 million ISK builder's margin if we're buying in bulk, is about 4 billion ISK, plus 3 billion ISK for the core, so around 7 billion each. 15 of those a month, that's 105 billion ISK per month. Uh, less for any extra days that the structures remain up. Now, that's a lot of ISK, but if the four of us were to join in, committing a couple hundred bill each to fund this project for an entire year, in my opinion, seems quite worthwhile. And there are also some extra aspects that we could add on uh, to both provide some content and engagement opportunities for players, as well as actually cutting down on the cost of the project itself. So if we were to offer a sizable bounty, for anyone successful in destroying the war HQ of aggressors, then this would uh, save some ISK by extending the lifespan of the structures. It would disincentivize aggressors by disrupting their other operations. It would get players paid, and it would generate some content a little bit more interesting than just completely one-sided assault. In summary, uh, this plan... One second. 
Sorry, okay. Uh, in summary, yeah, this plan prevents null-set groups from holding a monopoly over high-set markets. It ensures that a minimum tax trading market is always available to players, and it provides some opportunities for content and ISK-making for other players as well. So a few questions which I'm sure will get asked. The first being, why not just hire the mercenaries yourself? Uh, the answer to that being, I did reach out. I would have been quite happy to just outbid Vili. They weren't interested. Uh, additionally, even if they were to accept being paid to leave the structures alone, I wouldn't be surprised if Horde or Frat just came and attacked them themselves anyway, so it likely doesn't matter. Uh, what about killboards? Uh, the simple answer to that is stop caring about killboards, especially when there's an actual tangible benefit to be had. The big one is, is 48 hours too short a time? Uh, 48 hours is a short time for most market items, and I don't imagine that most people will do be, do be trading ships and things in lower volume items in these structures. But they also weren't really doing that in the TTT or the current TTC Satios anyway. Uh, the main bulk of trade, meaning both the biggest opportunities to save the average player ISK and the main sources income for the Nullset groups owning the structures, was trading in Plex followed by skill injectors. And if you trade Plex with any sort of regularity, you know that having orders last longer than 48 hours is extremely rare. That market moves extremely fast, and I have no doubt that most higher volume traders, including myself, would absolutely use a 0.5% market even if it won't remain up indefinitely. Uh, additionally, given the new con uh, conflict between goons and the remaining TTC members, it seems that the TTC structures won't exactly have a stellar longevity either. Uh, but also, if it does turn out that people just don't want to use it, that's fine. We can just wind this down at any point. There is no long-term commitment involved with this. That's the end of the pr presentation. Thank you very much. Uh, lastly, just a call to the public, which is that if anyone watching this, be you a player or a group, also thinks that this would be a project worth contributing to, be it with ISK, Defense, or you're just eager to go kill some war HQs for bounty rewards, that'd be great too. And you can reach out to me in-game if that's something you'd like to discuss. Perfect. Thanks, Golden. Um, so we had we had discussed this before you submitted it as an idea uh on on your own accord to the to the to the Austang. so i i've been thinking about this a, a long time of course there's there's also you know nullsec politics involved in this and uh, as you were presenting there's there's one thing that that one thing that that just comes to my mind i mean in in the new in in the in the new uh uh, power structure that we're seeing in New Eden right now among NullSec alliances. Wouldn't we already have a, uh, you know, an alliance like the initiative on our side in terms of, um, uh, in terms of keeping it alive? Because they're not, they're not profiting from it anymore. They left the TTC. They, they said they hate it. So wouldn't they already be on our side defending these things if, if they wanted to? Uh, so realistically, it's unlikely that we're going to be able to get defense from sort of null-sec alliances like Goons and Initiative. Just for transparency, I'm actually in Goon Swarm. Um, but yeah, like, null-sec alliances are unlikely to come to high-sec on a regular basis to defend structures. It's likely not going to happen. If there are any mercenary groups that would be happy to offer defense assistance, I am more than happy to pay for it. Um, but other than that, yeah, the plan basically relies on the fact that the structures are going to die. It just doesn't matter. And so we we would, um, you know, do pu uh, uh, public fleets for defense for anyone who wants to join. We would continuously make calls for mercenaries to um, to defend if they uh, if we agree on a price. And um, other than that, we just will see them die, and we will repl replace them as soon as they die. 
Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Although the the key is they would the new one would be anchoring before the last one dies. So it, yes, said it would be perpetual. So even from the last moment that the previous one goes boom, you can immediately use the new one. Uh, Varag101 in chat also just said, do you have help with the logistics for this? It seems like a lot to take on for a solo pilot. Yes, I've got that sorted. And um, what happens, somebody asked earlier, what happens to orders when uh, structures get destroyed? Do you know? Uh, the orders get canceled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, so as, and as... for sell orders, the orders get canceled and the items end up in asset safety. But in this case, yeah, you don't, you don't if, it's, the item. if it's just Plex, it goes to your Plex wallet. Uh, LSIs go to asset safety. Yeah. But the thing is that even if you are doing that and you've got to pay a 0.5% on asset safety because they can go to stuff in the same system, that's still 0.5% cheaper than having just traded it in Jita. So it's, it's still cheaper. Okay. Eden uh, Crota, what do you think? Not, uh, not, not in, terms of, uh, in terms of questions, not in terms of... Yeah. Uh... Well, I know, uh, like, uh, like I brought this, like, we I was hell-bent on putting a keep star up in perimeter, and then they made the changes two weeks later. But, like, the, the main thing is, is, like, I don't really see players, like, I'm lazy. I wouldn't want to keep moving every couple days. But I really hate Nullsec and their citadels. Um, but well, wh why why not start outside a perimeter? Like do other regions or something like that? Um, it, it could be done. Uh, the main thing is that a I don't think it would help in terms of defending the structures. I imagine that uh, like Black Flag would probably just come and destroy them anyway. Um, and then it's just further away for players. But also uh, for those who are watching. For buy orders in particular, you don't need to be at the station. You don't need to move stuff. Um, and for Plex and stuff, that is kind of one of the main things. You can just be sat in Jita itself. You can place a buy order and you can just set the location where the buy order is to the 0% tax station. And then the other thing that, like, uh, my idea is, like, why why did they never use, like, the TTT for, like, good, like, Here's a bunch of this for this whole week. We made this profit. It went from Plex for good. You know, we're giving out free, you know, game time for players, stuff like that. Once, if it ever becomes stable, could you raise the tax level to take some of that is to give back to the to the community? Um, so I, I personally think that the most direct way to give back to the community is just to not have as much tax in the first place. That's kind of the whole aim of this. I don't think that it should be any higher than the minimum tax. Um, I would have liked to see if the TTC Satios, and this will be what we do with these structures, I'd imagine, is where the other services like, you know, cloning bays and things take a small fee, which should just cover fuel. Um, but I, I don't think that it, the, the aim of this project isn't to make money. Uh, and giving back to the community would just be in the form of reducing taxes. There's one thing I want to address uh, in uh, in chat, and that is um, uh, Vidli says, Nullblocks use ISK for content for SRP. Wouldn't it be better for the community of Nullblocks to get money instead of traders just sitting on it? I don't think you understand the idea there, Vidli, uh, uh, exactly, because the difference is that we're not going to take any money at all if we fund this idea. So. Yeah, this, this is, is going to be this is, this is keeping this is keeping all of the money this is a 0.0, .0 broker fee um, station rather than null blocks taking 0.1% or in the future more and taking that money into null sec so the question that you're answering for yourself which is a valid question right is 
what do you think is better that uh, revenue funneled into nullsec right and you know if you you know does it go into uh, uh, alliance leaders own pockets or into the alliance that is for you that is an answer that you need to answer for your alliance or a question that you need to answer for your alliance um or do you think it's better if players never never need to uh, pay that tax at all and it just stays in their pocket but that's a question of of taxation yeah um alana asked how much tax would this need to be set for to for to self-sustain um, it, it's not meant to self-sustain. That's the point. You can absolutely, quite clearly, as the TTT did, make it not just self-sustainable, but very profitable if you set the tax rate high. But then you are taking money from all the people who are using your station, and that's not what we want to do. The whole point of this is to prevent large null groups from using their influence to be able to just rinse people for trillions of this. Could this lower Plex prices? I'm very annoyed paying, you know, 40 billion a month. <laughs> Uh, in theory, yes, not by an enormous amount, but yes, but it would also mean that the markets can actually just move faster. There is less friction because there is less tax. So, so what somebody's asking, what's better? 10,000 people getting a slightly better deal and has more money to spend around, uh, or a big corporation getting richer. That's, yeah, that's one, you know, extreme way of looking at it, but, uh, I would agree. Uh, Futility 101 says, what is better for the game seems pretty straightforward. What is better for the game? Is that, I don't think it's very straightforward. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I think, I think there are arguments on both, on both sides, actually. Um, so I don't think this is a, this is a, this is a very, you know, I think it, it, if, if you're so content in the game, fertility, but that's, that's an interesting discussion. So. If you're if you're a nullsec, um, then then you you think that the alliances are uh, that the that the alliances that money in the alliances pocket is better than money in your pocket, right? That's 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 the that's the the argument you're having here. One thing you can talk about though is you know. Uh, most nullsec players will not regularly go to high sec, right, to trade. So this isn't fleecing uh, nullsec. So this is stopping the high sec community um, funding nullsec objectives or or wars, right? That's that's the that's the question. Crota, you have been silent. What do you think? I you know, I just had two questions, but they've mostly been answered. The one of them was what's going to be sold, but that's been answered. It's sort of plex. And the other one was, you know, what efforts have been done to ensure there's a, a degree of safety. Um, and I think that's been answered in, in, in a way, um, most mostly to the negative, I have to say. So I think everything I wanted to ask is, has been answered and I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to go. What I would say in terms of the negative thing is, yeah, absolutely, in the short term, uh, the structures will, on average, last about 48 hours. And that means that for lower trade volume items, it's not as beneficial. The aim is that longer term, because this, whilst it, whilst it is operating, it prevents the nullsec groups from being able to reap in all that plex income, and therefore it makes it not really worth their while. The hope is that, basically, books stop getting hired to just kill everything other than the TTC structures. If it becomes an actual competitive space again, this won't be needed. That's that's kind of the aim. And at that point, safety returns. But for me personally, I'm not happy seeing the game in a state where 
the only safety can be offered by a null set group that doesn't do anything in high sec, uh, using their position to prevent any actual high sec players from being able to compete, being able to operate in that space, and just pouring more money into already very wealthy rich uh, alliance wallet. Brilliant, thanks. Golden, I'll, I'll pass um, on a, 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 I think a home run question for you. Um, so, futility as a, as a follow-up is saying what drives the game, it isn't market trading, but this isn't about market trading, is it? No, it, it's, it's more than that. It's the overall health of the game. And okay, so th there's a few ways to look at it. One is just, I personally strongly dislike any time where grandfathered in players and groups have just an enormous advantage over newer players or smaller groups. Um, that has been a problem which has lasted in EVE for a very long time, um, and, and it is still a problem today. But also, it's not just about traders making more money. You know, if, if you are playing the game, taxes and the cost of items affect you. If you are flying a ship, you had to buy that ship. People who built that ship had to buy and sell items which go into making that ship. It's, it is a complex economy, and so taxation and inflation and all the other typical economic metrics affect you whether you are directly trading or not. All right. Any other questions from, uh, from, from chat? Your players don't trade plaques. <laughs> I, th I think that's not true. <laughs> I think they, they buy and sell plaques. They might not, uh, they might not trade it for profit, but they do pay a lot of taxes on their, on the, is on the plaques that they, they buy and sell. Um, okay. So this is a huge decision, Golden, um, mm. right? Because here we're talking, we're talking about possibly hundreds of billions as of ISK, um, as you have shown, uh, remind us again, what, what, what would this be in about, is this a, a month, a hundred billion? Yeah. Worst, so the, an, the annual cost is 1.2 trillion. And that's assuming <laughs> that all the structures get killed immediately, that the, the, the TTC continues for a year or attempts to, um, you know, it could, it could be that goons kills the TTC structures next week. We do this for two weeks. And then, uh, after that they stop, you know, destroying the competition and it's no longer needed. That would be great. I don't know if that'll happen. I imagine it'll probably be more like a months down the line thing, but uh, as as Lakery mentioned, uh, question was, well, aren't you going to run out of funding at some point? Um, no, that's that's basically the point. Is this I, I I will want to make it continue until it no longer needs to exist. It it will be perpetual until it is no longer required. I wonder if it will receive enough appreciation from your from the community. So the difference right now between 0.0% and 0.1% broker fee is, I mean, there are, there are no shortage of dumb economic decisions made every day in Jita. So, you know, why would, why, why would people care about that difference? I mean, um, it's, it's the symbolism is, is huge, but do, are people really going to yeah. care? Well, quite frankly, if it was if Vili and the TTC or whatever was happy to commit to just keeping it at 0.1%, actually, I think, you know what, that's probably reasonable. I still don't like the fact that they are eliminating the competition and would like to see them just stop that as well. You know, let people put their own structures up and try and compete if they wish. 
but they're not going to keep it at 0.1%. There, there is very little reason for them to do that. Um, they, you know, they kept it at 0.0, .0 until all the competition was cleared out. Now they're putting it at 0.1%. And I'm sure in a couple of weeks' time, once people don't kick up enough of a fuss, they will put it up higher. And so it will continue until people, because it, it, it can go all the way up to 1.5% before it stops being worth people's while, right? There, yeah. there is. I, I would be extremely surprised if it stays at 0.1%. And if they were happy to commit to keeping it there, it would be a much less of a problem. But I, I just cannot see that that's going to be the case at all. It's going to go higher, and that, that's just taking money from players. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. The, the main, if I, if I do this, the main reason would be because we predicted this was going to happen, right? The like. It was it was predictable that um, you know they were they were going to take it down and uh, they were going to eliminate decision and at some point one of the blocks that is still in um, in control and that is now PH what where where Vili has moved to right and they uh, they immediately they immediately raise it up and now it's even worse because back back in the day at least it was benefiting almost all of the node blocks but now it's just going to go into one alliance's pocket and that and that's what bothers me the most about this yeah it's not it's not i mean i wasn't happy about it even then when it was sort of getting shared around just because even though it's going to most of nullsec there's still a lot of nullsec which it wasn't going to and still all of low sec and high sec which it was definitely not going to other than black flag um but also there was the argument that you know it was still providing a benefit to players being lower tax than jita and they did have it set to the minimum that it was allowed to um now that is no longer the case anything above the minimum is them trying to take extra money and that's what they're doing uh make it going to just horde and fraternity just you know is additional reason Okay. Eden, Crota, any more questions? None for me. Chat says 76% yes, fund this, but it's not their money. <laughs> um I'll be honest, I, I went into I'll be I went into the show. I I was this discussion really helped me because I I thought it was more of a slam dunk case. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think, I don't know if people are going to appreciate it. Like I, I am happy to advertise the crap out of it. I think, uh, I think it should be there. Definitely. Um, I'm happy to put some money down. Um, I don't, I don't know if I would be willing to put like half down, uh, just because in the, in the long run, I'm just thinking about all the other stuff that we could do with that money. And I don't know if this is the, if, if, if this is the best use for it, just because it's so expensive. So I, I am, I, I have to say I'm, I'm on the fence. Kroda, can I pass it on to you? Uh, look, it, it's expensive, isn't it? So, I mean, I'm happy to do 10 billion a month for as long as it takes. Awesome. So I appreciate that doesn't even touch the sides, but I mean, I, even That's I not, I'm, a, I'm not asking for full funding. This is something which I'm wanting to make happen. Um, and the more people it can get on board, the better. But it's not a case of like, hey, guys, I need 100 billion a month. Well, I'm in for 10 a month for as long as it takes. Awesome. Thank you, man. Eden. Uh, I'm not sure. 
but I, I mean, I think any chance to mess with Nalsec, because um, you know they're just taking that money and lining their pockets. They already have plenty of money. They, I was in Nalsec for 10 years, and they don't really invest it in their people that much. They pretend to. Uh, and I think we do need a little bit more free trade. Like, I think Billy, terrible business person, he's just got lucky. Um, I I think I can, I if Oz is in with it, I can do, I can give you Asbel's as, I mean, as many as I can financially do, but I'm not going to be doing, you know, hundreds of billions of it. I mean, you guys are. I'm. I'm not going to be the 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 odd one out. So I, whatever you guys are in for, I'm in for. So um, uh, Golden, we'll 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 do this. Uh, we'll uh, if you know I, the minimum I'm hearing here is uh, maybe ten, ten, ten. So uh, maybe we can we can pick up at least thirty percent and then. Awesome. And then we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll see where this goes. I mean. Uh, it's it's content yeah it's uh it, whatever it is it's 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 kill males it's uh it's something to do it's uh it's it's a lot of politics so this is really it's an all-around uh i think nice nice piece of just sandbox news uh and sandbox politics yeah. so um you know how bad can it be and i said there will be content for other people as well it's not just about the traders if you're wanting to go and hunt down some war hqs help and defense or even maybe some prizes for scooping cores underneath whoever's attacking them uh there'll be there'll be some interesting fun to be had yeah all right well um oh hold on that... one second Oz. uh i'm yeah. gonna go buy all the as bells now yes, in right. Jeddah and then resell them <laughs> to you guys somebody already did it <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there's 200 and something people watching somebody somebody already sco scooped them up but uh i think i think we we might have enough stockpiles among maybe among the four of us to to put some to put some stations together um or golden was smart enough to just think of it before all right um perfect hey uh this this has been insanely fun really uh i thank you to to all the the candidates all the uh you guys you investors um to for chat to be there um i think we had a a lot of nice nice participation uh thanks for for bonsai for modding uh our polls in and everything it was uh you know we had some some hiccups this being the first episode but um uh, I, I can already say this has been so much fun and such a big success that we're going to come back with an episode two, um, I, I would say in four weeks time. So do this once a month so that we have um, one or two weeks of idea submission and then uh, one week's uh, selection. And then we, we, go, we go do this again. And on the side, we can all look forward to all of these ideas that we funded. And you know, it sounds like we funded all ideas today. So they're all going to report back. And I think we can all then see a um, uh, you know a, a nice source of new content, uh, community um, you know community fun uh, and uh, and a little bit of profit uh, then to to uh, uh, to to come. So um, thank you all. Any last words, investors? Uh, I'm rogue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, golden. Sorry, I'm I'm still learning. Golden. Oh, I just said I'm in a rogue. I've still got it stuck on my head. Nice. Eden? Uh, no, that was fun. I look forward to see if any of these pan out. 
I'm sure they will. Crota? That, that was great. Looking forward to this. Really great fun. Very cool. And Bonsai is asking in chat, um, are we going to open up tonight? Uh, I, I would say, Bonsai, we're going to uh, at least wait a couple of days until we have some uh, some debriefing about how this all went. And then I would say we open up uh, the submissions again next week. Um, cool. Guys, I'm going to keep streaming. We're going to have a little um, after show here. So, uh, you know, stay here if you want to. We're going to do a, a, a quick break. Uh, for me to get a get get a beer and a bio break and then uh, we'll be back in uh, in in around five minutes so um see you uh, in a bit and thank you all for watching <laughs>